Hello, and welcome to another episode of Daily American Presses Chatting with Abby. I'm coming to you today with another low audio quality episode from my car because I'm trying to get a couple episodes recorded before I go to Costa Rica so that episodes can still be going up on time. I'm going to be in Costa Rica for a week. I think I'm going to have access to Twitter, so you'll probably see me around, but I am recording this on Friday, March 5th, so as of right now, I do not know what's going on in the world, and so I can't talk about it. So instead, I'm going to talk about Twitter etiquette and some advice I have for people regarding Twitter and how you can grow your account if that's something that you want to do. So this is just unsolicited observation and advice, feel free to completely ignore. I'm not here to tell you you're doing it wrong. If you're happy with your Twitter experience, maybe just skip this episode. I don't know. Um, Don't skip this episode. I would never encourage you to do that. You have to listen to all of my podcast episodes, obviously. (sighs) Anyway, Twitter etiquette. First thing is to remember that the majority of people you interact with on Twitter are real human beings. It is really easy to dehumanize the people you're talking to. Whether they're fellow conservatives or liberals, it is really, really easy to forget that you're talking to real human beings who are going to be wrong about some things and right about some things and they're going to have bad days and they're going to have misunderstandings and emotions and they're going to take time to sort through issues sometimes. Not everybody is going to look at a situation and have the right take on it right off the bat. Sometimes, for example, with Russia and Ukraine, people are going to look at the situation and they're going to be wrong for a while and then they're going to come around to the right point of view. And think we just all need to have a little bit more grace with each other. And one thing to think about is how would you act if you were in a marketplace with real human people? If if what Twitter was, was you face-to-face with a, a whole bunch of people in a marketplace? How would you act if you were face-to-face with people instead of behind your screen? I think we'd all act quite a bit differently. We'd all be quite a bit more decent to each other we'd listen better, we'd be significantly more respectful if we were looking at people face to face. So a good guideline is to ask yourself, would I act this way in real life? And and act the way that you know is right without the excuses that come come with, oh, but this isn't real life, this doesn't really matter. Because you are talking to a human being and it does actually matter. You can cause the same amount of, I don't want to say damage because it's just words, but you can have the same effect on people over Twitter as you can in real, in, in real life. The other thing is that you don't, you, you can't see facial expressions. You can't read tone. So a lot of times people will just project into whatever they're reading, whatever they're feeling. So if you're having a really frustrated day, you're going to be reading tweets a lot with a lot more angst than if you were happy. And so I would encourage you, before you disagree with a tweet, especially if it's from someone who you generally agree with, um, or someone you probably agree with since you're, you know, presumably sitting in conservative Twitter, just read it, just read it twice before you jump to, jump to disagree with it, jump to react to it. I can't count the number of times people have read half my tweet and then 
and then started typing their response before they read the rest of it or just didn't hear the joke and oftentimes that's my fault for not communicating clearly but it's kind of astounding to me how much people seem to want to jump to negativity instead of taking the time to think oh I I don't really want to disagree with this I hope I hope there's a way I can read this where I don't disagree with it Um, especially since it's coming from my friend so there's different ways to look at it but I think a lot of times people complain about what a cesspool Twitter is and they don't realize that they are contributing just as much negativity to that space as anybody else They are just as quick to jump to attacks, just as quick to call names, just as quick to be exactly the things that they dislike about the app. And so one thing that I try to keep in mind is what am I, what am I bringing to this app? And if I catch myself um, bringing a lot of negativity to the app, I try to, to take a step back and I am not even a little bit good at this. Some of this is stuff that I am actively working on because I know I'm bad at it. I know that I jump to conclusions about tweets and start disagreeing before before I realize, oh, actually this is just a joke. <laughs> or, oh, I actually don't disagree with this as violently as I thought I did. I, I misread or misunderstood where the person was coming from. Or I just didn't see the merit in what was being said until I took the time to understand where it was coming from. So just remember that you're talking to real human beings, probably, most of the time, unless they're feds. We all know feds aren't real human beings. They're just, they're just birds, and birds aren't real. Next item of Twitter etiquette. This is just for, well, it's not just for the men, but it, it mostly applies to men, particularly um, older, older men, older adult men. It is really easy to send the wrong message. And I see a lot of men on conservative Twitter being kind of creepy. And I'm not certain it is always meant that way. I'm certainly accused often of jumping to conclusions and thinking something is meant creepily when it's not. So here are some things you can do to avoid being taken the wrong way. Um, If you are consistently using terms of endearment, sweetie, honey, dear, when talking to women on Twitter, that's going to come across creepy. Um, Especially if you're talking to a married woman or a young woman, um, somebody you're a lot older than, or somebody that, you know, is married to somebody else, that can, that can really come across the wrong way. At at the very least, it, it can come across patronizing, but a lot of times if it's if it's a male to a female, it can come across creepy. Another thing that can come across creepy is that if you're if you're consistently commenting on physical appearance. Um, even if it's just you're so pretty, you're so adorable, blah blah blah, you're so beautiful. If that's if you're saying those things a lot and that's the primary thing that you're contributing, you know, if you see her tweet, oh you're so you know, if you're jumping to kind of honeyed up compliments all the time, instead of actually engaging with the thoughts, then you're going to send the message that you're there to flatter her, not to have an intellectual conversation with her. And that can, that can be a bit creepy. 
So those are just things to think about. Another thing to think about is DMs. People see DMs differently and people have different preferences about DMs, but one thing to consider is the way Twitter works, no one can completely turn off their DMs. The, the tightest you can lock down your DMs is only having them open to people you follow. So I follow back under 500 people. That means my DMs are open to those nearly 500 people. And that's a lot of people who, who could privately message me at any given time. If all of those people privately messaged me all the time, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. So just be, remember when you are DMing somebody, A, they don't have to reply to you. They're not a bad person if they don't reply to you. This is not like texting your mom and, and, or not texting your mom and your mom getting mad at you that you haven't texted in a while. Um, It's not rude to ignore the DM of a, of a stranger. Um, And these are things I have to remember. I am kind of chronically a nice person, chronically a polite person. And so I feel really bad when I have to start drawing boundaries um, so that I'm not on Twitter 24 hours a day. And my account isn't even that large. At 8,000 followers, I'm kind of the lower end of medium as far as accounts go. And I can't imagine being... um, a really large account and trying to manage things. So be careful how you are using the DMs. Say things in public unless you really need to be in a private space. You really just don't think the conversation is for Twitter main. And if you're if you're a dude, don't to be really careful about DMing members of the opposite sex in general. Um, Just, I do it. There are are times that I do it. Um, There are definitely times when it is completely fine. But just, just be careful about the way that you use DMs. It can be at best an annoyance to people and at worst um, kind of a creepy thing. Um, There have been people I felt like continually DM'd me and sort of artificially built a relationship because I was too polite to not, you know, to ignore. So I, you know, politely responded and politely responded and politely responded. And before long, this is someone I've been talking to for quite a while. And then when they turn out to be not a great person, I feel really, really bad cutting them off. And at the same time, there's nothing left for me to do but block them uh, if I want to restore order and safety to my Twitter experience. And I imagine a lot of you have had at least a similar experience at some point along the way. There's a lot of people who want something from you on Twitter, whether that's to promote their tweets or um, the porn bots or the crypto shillers or people who just want a lot of attention there's a lot of people who who will try to manipulate you into giving them more of your time and not everyone who's who wants to talk is is a bad person or is manipulative but just 
have caution and, and intentionality, A, when you are DMing someone, when you're beginning a DM with someone, and B, um, just know that you don't have to respond. Um, it is not, you're not obligated, to, you don't owe anything to strangers on the internet. You, you owe absolutely nothing to strangers on the internet. And that, that leads me to sort of the, the tools that you have at your disposal to not see someone if you don't want to see someone on Twitter. So, first of all, there are two ways that you can receive tweets on Twitter. There are two settings. One is latest tweets, and one is um, top tweets. And top tweets will give you a collection of people you follow, and um, tweets that people you follow have liked, and tweets from people people you follow follow, tweets about topics that you have liked before. It's, it's curated by the Twitter algorithm for entertainment, and I think that that is where shadow banning really thrives as well, because Twitter can really hide people that it doesn't want you to see, and it'll only give you kind of stuff it's comfortable with you seeing. So I would suggest changing your setting to latest tweets. If you have mobile, that setting will stay. And if you're on a desktop, you'll have to change the setting every time you go in because it'll always revert back to top tweets for some reason, which is really annoying. But so that's your first thing to do to, to see just the people you follow. The second thing you can do if, if you keep seeing somebody who you don't want to see is unfollow. It is okay to unfollow someone. Just because you have followed someone doesn't mean you owe them anything. It doesn't mean you're being a mean person by saying, actually, no, I don't really want to see these tweets after all. These are strangers on the internet. You owe them nothing. Now, if you are seeing a lot of retweets from somebody, you like their regular tweets, but you're not really a fan of their retweets, on everybody's profile, there is a way to turn off retweets. And I've turned off retweets for almost everybody. I'm not a big fan of seeing retweets. There's a lot of people on Twitter who just kind of retweet everything they see. And that's nice. I, I like being retweeted, so I'm not going to tell you retweeting is bad. But I don't want to see some random reply to some random tweet about something I don't care about. I want to see the people that I follow, so I turn off retweets. Another thing you can do if you keep seeing somebody that you don't want to see is to mute them. Now, mute works a couple different ways. You can mute somebody who... the whole individual so that you never have to see them ever. You can mute them and stay following them, or you can mute them even if you're not following them. It depends on what you want to do. Or you can just mute a conversation. If if you tweeted something and you're kind of over the conversation that's been going on and you're ready to move past it and you don't want to keep seeing it in your notifications, you can mute just the conversation. Whenever I get tagged in a tweet along with a bunch of other people and so I know, oh, this is going to be kind of a big conversation that goes on for a long time and I've already kind of participated, said my piece, I'll often go ahead and mute it so that it's not taking up my notifications and, but then, if, if all of those things aren't, aren't doing it, um, block is kind of your, your nuclear option. Um, and you should not feel bad about blocking people. 
if you don't feel comfortable with somebody, block them. If somebody is consistently a negative, you know, if they're always commenting on your tweets negatively or always a negative influence in your, your feed, if, if removing them is going to give you a healthier Twitter experience, block them. Again, you don't owe strangers on the internet anything. The other thing you can do if tweets are really bad is report them. The report function is great. The liberals use it so much and they that's a primary way that we get banned is that um, they bait us into saying stuff and then they report it or, um, you know, most stuff doesn't get taken down off Twitter without a specific report, which is why porn thrives so much on Twitter because people want to see it so they don't report it. So... I try to report everything I know, um, everything I think is really, really toxic to the Twitter space, whether that's um, sexual harassment or or pornography or just really, you know, bullying, stuff like that, wishing people harm, I'll report it. And I've gotten, I've gotten leftist tweets taken down. It's, it's a useful tool. And then next up for Twitter etiquette, let me think. That might actually do it for Twitter etiquette. I think I'm going to move on to growing your account. So there's this whole thing on conservative Twitter especially, but it's in other places that I like to call follow back culture. And there's a couple different ways to approach Um, building your account, whether that's building the number of people you follow or building the number of people that follow you. And it depends on what you want. If you're looking for friends on Twitter and you're looking for a community and you want to be able to keep up with people and you want to um, kind of be in a bit of control over what what you see and and who you get to interact with, I would suggest following a small number of people somewhere between... I've capped mine at 500. I don't want to really go over 500 at any point. I think that that's already kind of too many, but I really admire people who, who keep it around 200 because that's... 200 is more a number that you could really reasonably keep up with all of them. If, if what you're looking for is friends and community. But then there are people who, they want to make as many connections as possible. They want to follow everybody back and they want to see everything. They don't feel the need to connect with specific individuals so much as just being in the community at large and just being in the, the mess of it, the chaos of it. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That is the fastest way to grow your account. If you get, if you follow people, if you follow a lot of people, they will, a lot of them will follow you back, especially in conservative Twitter. And if you get into the right circles of people, if you find people who have a really large following where they're following in their followed matches, you can kind of see a community, start to see a community of people and a network of people who all follow each other back. And so that is a a way that you could build your account very, very quickly. Uh, Twitter does have a limit of how many people you can follow in any given day, but if you are someone who follows everybody back, um, you can often kind of generate follows by following. And that's something that I did 
for my first six months on Twitter, maybe even closer to four months on Twitter, I grew very, very fast through it, but ultimately it wasn't, it was so much chaos and I, I realized I didn't want it. So I ended up stop, uh, ending my follow back culture participation and I lost about a thousand followers when I, when I left that, um, community and went down to following only a, a small number of people. But that's the best thing I could possibly have done for my personal Twitter experience. And then, um, so if, if you want to grow through the follow back thing, that's a really fast way to grow. You're not necessarily going to automatically grow the amount of engagement on your tweets. That's really just follower count. It doesn't, it often doesn't translate over. Um, when you're doing follow for follow because people aren't following you for your tweets they're following you for your follow but it's still a way to grow your account and gives people at least more of a chance of seeing your tweets to to engage with them if that's what you want um ever since I stopped doing the follow back thing I have been growing more organically so oftentimes I'm just out there tweeting interacting and if I tweet a good tweet and it, it does really well, I'll usually pick up quite a, you know, a good chunk of new followers from that. And then they'll drop off. The ones who, you know, only followed for a follow back will drop off and I will retain some and it just kind of grows slowly and manageably. And I like that. Now you are significantly less likely to grow if you don't have your name and face on Twitter. If you're just an anonymous account, you're, you're significantly less likely to grow unless you're doing the follow back thing, in which case people don't care as much. Um, if you are, if you get your name and face out there, if you're consistently, you know, consistent with your, with your views, if you have kind of a consistent vibe, if you're, you know, consistently funny or consistently libertarian or, consistently thoughtful or you know you have you if you want followers you've got to have some sort of appeal you got to be bringing something to the table you can't you can't just tweet i ate a pb and j sandwich and expect people to want to follow you you ha- you do have to be creating some sort of content that would make somebody want to follow i my one complaint about all of the, you know, this whole thing I've been talking about is a lot of people who do the follow back culture thing get mad at you if you don't follow them back and they have an entitlement about you following them back. And I have frequently been accused of being stuck up or, you know, I think I'm, think I'm better somehow um, because I don't want to follow them back. And a lot of times my reply is, what are you, what are you tweeting that I should that I should follow. And a lot of those people, they're not tweeting anything. All they're doing is is retweeting, which there's nothing wrong with that. If, if you want to be on your Twitter, just, just retweeting up a storm and, and very rarely typing anything, you know, from your own head, that is completely fine. But there's nothing to follow. Um, so don't expect it. Know what you want out of Twitter. The purpose of Twitter is not to have the most followers. There are a lot of different things that Twitter can do for you, whether that's um, 
being able to keep up with certain celebrities. A lot of people follow, you know, are on Twitter to keep up with celebrities. They don't really care how many followers they are. They just want to see, they just want to see what Ben Shapiro is tweeting. They want to know what the Daily Wire guys are going to be talking about the next day. And, and that's all they're there for. They're just there for the news or whatever. There are people who are there because they want a community. Whether that's conservative Twitter or whether that's crypto Twitter or whether that's um, reading Twitter, which is what I was in before I um, got active on this account. There are people who all want to get together and talk about the same things and they form communities and it can be really, really cool. So if that's what you want out of Twitter, you want some some friends and a community, I would not even worry about your follower account and just focus on finding good people to be friends with and see if you can get in some group chats. Group chats are great for building friendships and um, just have fun. My mo- the biggest My best tweets have always come out of me having some fun and my best days on Twitter have always been just me tweeting whatever I thought was funny and and just enjoying being in the space I've very rarely done well when I'm when I'm angry and frustrated and outraged Um, for me I I really do enjoy building a platform and I really have enjoyed the I feel like I've gotten the best of both worlds in a lot of ways I I have found a really cool community and I've also been successful at kind of growing a platform and growing um, a brand, if you will. Um, I'm, I am authentic on Twitter. I'm not, I'm not out there lying or pretending to be something that I am not, but I also don't really tweet every single little thing um, I do tweet as if to an audience because I do have one. So... And that, in some ways, diminishes my Twitter experience. I don't get to be... I don't feel like I can be just, like, a random human just randomly throwing thoughts into the into the void. There's too many people listening for me to do that. And I will take much too hard hits if I, if I accidentally tweet something um, super controversial or triggering to people. So I just don't... Just don't do it... Um, kind of circling back to what we talked about in the beginning people are out there looking for things to fight because fighting makes them feel good Um, fighting makes them feel like they're doing something even though it's actually not productive at all as a general rule Um, I don't think I've ever convinced anyone of something on Twitter but So if you want to grow your account, um, another thing you can do, and be be careful that you're not using people, but in the same way that networking is good for finding a good job, um, you know, meeting the right people and and leveraging those relationships um, for opportunities, there's an extent to which if you want to grow your Twitter account, you need to network, you need to make friends with the right people, and, but don't do it to use them, um, too many people do that on Twitter, use people for clout, people have done it to me, use me to get retweets, and use me to get, um, more exposure, and it's, it's not kind, um, so 
there's a fine line to walk there if you're if you want to kind of use other people use relationships to try to boost your Twitter account so but there are there are people on Twitter who who their accounts entirely exist to to help people connect with other people these are particularly follow back people but there's several accounts there's one called the proud deplorable who everything he the only thing he does is tweets um so-and-so's a really cool patriot follow them they follow back and that's that's one way you can grow your account is if you you know make friends with people like that who can boost your account um i occasionally will boost my friends just because they're my friends and I like them and I want them to be successful on Twitter so make friends with people and they will probably at some point be happy to help you grow your account so but make sure it's reciprocal if you if you are looking for people to help boost you be ready to help boost others as well whether that's retweets or just kind of backing somebody up in a in a fight or when you get bigger um passing it passing it back down so I don't know if any of this has been helpful I am definitely going to listen back to it before posting because I I'm not even certain I have made sense or been helpful but if you heard anything that's helpful or you want to ask more questions feel free to feel free to comment tweet at me um tell me I'm wrong, tell me I'm, don't tell me I'm stupid, that's not nice, but um, feel free to, feel free to give input, and I will see you when I get back from Costa Rica. Bye.